Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Nat Strawn and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to episode 102 wow. of Let's Get Haunted. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing. We're here. We're ready yeah, to get fucking haunted. We are. We are. Um, before I forget, because I've already forgot the past couple episodes, I wanted to shout out Rachel randomly at this dance studio that I go to. I was like checking in. You have to say whatever your name is so you don't get like charged for not showing up. And I was like, oh, yeah, my name is Natalia. And then she was like, OK, I am such a big fan of your podcast. And she was like just basically saying that she loved the podcast. And I was like, are you talking to me? Like I was like looking behind. Yeah. And stuff. I was like, my podcast? She was like, like yeah, do I you love, think I have a London. different, better podcast? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are, are you sure we're talking about the same podcast? And yeah, she's super nice. That's awesome. And, and it was really cool. And, and yeah, I, I, I really liked that. So thank you. If you guys see me or Allie out in public and like know who we are from the podcast, if you come up and say something to us, that like makes our day. I might retract that in the future. Yeah. If, like, like you guys well, scare depends. me. But like how haunted are you? Yeah. Like take a quick self-evaluation mm-hmm. if you see us in public and be like, Okay, do I want to curse them or murder them or harm right. them in any, in any way? And if the answer is yes, just to any go of away. those questions, just yeah. go away because I will Liam Neeson you. Also, speaking of memes, you guys have made some really excellent yes. memes and TikToks recently. Yes, I'm loving the TikTok content. Thank you guys so much for using our sounds. And if you want to make your own sound with our podcast, go for it. I yeah. do not give a fuck. Please hashtag Let's Get Haunted so I can find it because that's how I'm finding all of these things. And I'm very TikTok illiterate and don't really understand yeah. I thought I had to screen record TikToks until very recently I realized yes. there's a download button yes and it makes it much cleaner and like you don't have to be quiet in the background as you're recording Alyssa tells me very often that she feels like a boomer yes because the like, older I get the more I'm like I don't know right I'm, like something's wrong with me yeah you've got boomer I got I got boomered I want to shout out wheelings and dealings on oh, reddit yeah Wheelings and dealings single-handedly keeping our subreddit from just going to complete shit because they constantly post discussion threads, keep things organized, and it's just really awesome. Thank and you, I, Wheelings and Dealings. If there's five weeks in a month, then that means there's one week without an episode because we have four episodes a month. Yes. And Wheelings and Dealings will like post and be like, hey, just a reminder, there's no episode this week. That way we don't have people like tweeting at us and oh my gosh you're hired wheelings and dealings natalia do you have any personal hauntings today um no but i want to hear your personal haunting that you said you would share with me i just want to preface this story by saying this is a sad story but it's definitely haunted Mm -hmm. and it happened to me at work as most things happen to you yes so this was a few weeks ago now. I am driving in between job sites and I get a phone call. So the supervisor says, hey, I'm at such and such ranch and there is just a lady here wandering around the ranch, like totally lost. And it's the middle of nowhere. No. There's what no time of day is this at? Midday. Okay, that's I'll allow it. Yeah. But like <laughs> but like it's unusual. Like this right. is a ranch that's kind of hard to get to. It's up against some mountains. It's in the middle of nowhere. Like how did she get there? Exactly. He says, I already tried to talk to her and she's literally not responding. 
And so he's like, I don't know if the problem is that she doesn't speak Spanish. Mm. And so maybe she just like doesn't want to respond to me. But she's like not even making eye contact with (gasps) me. She's not reacting to me at all. She's like catatonic. She's like catatonic. So I start driving out there, but it takes a while to get there because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It takes me like maybe 30, 40 minutes. In the meantime, he goes up to a crew because this is a farm that does not work for the company that I work for. They work for a different company, but that's not unusual. You'll have like subcontractors and contractors and like whatever. It's like million, like you could have four companies working on the same piece of ground. So he goes up to the only crew that's on this piece of ground. He says, hey, I need to talk to the supervisor here. Uh, Does anybody know who this lady is? There's Mm -hmm. like a lady wandering around. Like, does she belong to any of you? Is she someone's friend, someone's family member? Is she dehydrated? Yeah. Does she need help? Is she a crew member? Yeah. Is she an employee? And you guys are just letting an employee wander around having a medical emergency. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, no, we don't know her. We have no idea who she is. He's watching this lady and she comes over to where people have parked their cars to work for the day. And she's trying to get into one of the cars. So then he goes back to that crew and he says, hey, are you guys sure nobody knows her? Because if nobody knows her, I have to call 911 because she's actively trying to break into one of your cars. Finally, some guy in the crew looks up at the supervisor and goes, fuck you. You don't know my life. You don't know anything about... To the guy who asked if anyone knows the person? To the supervisor that called me. Like the guy that works at the company I work for. Okay, so clearly that person knows him and is trying to break into his car, right? Yeah. So, and he's like, (gasps) fuck you. That's my car. It's none of your fucking business. Fuck you. So in the meantime, I don't know any of this is happening. In the meantime, this is from my perspective. I drive up and all I see is like a shitty Nissan Altima following a woman around a ranch Mm. and the woman is wandering not looking at the car and there's a man hanging out of the driver's side of this Nissan Altima trying to grab the woman and force her into his car like a kidnap situation that's like from my perspective right right? like you think she's getting abducted yes so I pull up behind this guy he sees me in his rear view so he stops and parks I get out and I walk up to them he's trying to grab her she's still trying to walk away and he's trying to yank her back into his car and I say no 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 stop 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 I was like I need you guys to separate and so I put one on each side of me. I turn to the lady and I say, do you speak English or do you speak Spanish or do you speak something else? She's saying a string of words as if they were a sentence that is coherent, but it makes no sense. Right. Like she needs like some sort of medical attention or something. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Like a stroke. I don't know yeah. what's going on. So then I turn to the guy and I'm like, OK, like, how do you know this woman? And he's like, oh, she's my cousin. And I was like, OK, what's her name? And he's like, uh, like, can't give me her name. She's clearly not your cousin because you don't know her name. He goes, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. She's my girlfriend. And I just like brought her like we were hanging out and I just like didn't have time to drop her off before work. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought you just said she was your cousin. Now you're saying she's your girlfriend. He goes, oh, I meant friend. And I was like, "Okay, well, what's her name? He's like, oh, I'm I'm not sure. Why is he being so shady? And I was like, "Okay, well, clearly you don't know her because Mm -hmm. you don't know her name. I turn back to the lady and I go, do you know him? She just shakes her head no. This is so scared. And she just keeps shaking her head no. So if you don't know him, I'm not going to make you get into his car. Right. Because I don't understand what's happening. Right. She has no idea or anything on her. So I ask her, I say, do you have a phone? No phone. Do you have an ID? No. What's your name? She can't give me her name. What year is it? She can't tell me what year it is. Mm. I was like, who's the president? She doesn't know who the president is. And then I say to her, do you, do you feel safe with him? And she goes, no, I do not feel safe. And she just keeps repeating. I do not feel safe. I do not feel safe. I do not feel safe. So then I turn to the guy and I go, well, you heard her. She doesn't feel safe. So you need to get the fuck out of here. 
and he's standing there. I'm not fucking leaving. It is my right to be here. You're firing me if you're telling me to leave. And I was like, dude, you don't even work for the company I work for. We don't know each other. I'm not firing you. I'm telling you that you can't be here being sketchy, trying to kidnap someone that says yeah. they don't feel safe with you. Right. So you need to get the fuck out of the ranch right now. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, fuck you. Fuck you. I need to know the name of the guy that came up to me and said he was going to call the police because she was breaking into my car. I don't want the police here. And I was like, no, you have no excuse. Yeah. You have no excuse because this woman is saying she doesn't know you. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know what year it is. You're saying that she's your cousin, friend, girlfriend, mm -hmm. but you don't know her name. Very obviously something happened here and I don't know what happened here, yeah. but no, he's like, you got to let her come with me. I'm like, no, absolutely not. Then his supervisor comes up and the supervisor's like, hey, you heard the HR lady, like you can't be here. Right. And he was like, no, I refuse to leave. I refuse to leave. And so finally I like got in his face <gasps> and I was like, get the fuck off of the property. Nobody wants you here. You said that? Yes. I just can't picture you doing that because I feel like you're so HR. Like I, I feel like you I would was mad. say that in a way that's like get the fuck out no, of here. No, this without is the first saying. time. No, this is the first time I've ever like been that mad. I okay. was just so fucking mad, and I was just like, you need to get the fuck off of this out of the field you do because this is absolutely an unsafe situation i don't know if this woman's overdosing i don't know yeah. if she's having a stroke but she needs help and you trying to force her into your car when she doesn't feel safe is not helping the situation right and who knows what he's gonna do to her like you know, who knows yeah. what he already did to her yeah if she doesn't even know him right so anyway he finally gets in his car and he peels out and he drives through the crop like mm -hmm. he's fucked up, like not even driving on a road. Then I'm talking to the lady and like trying to calm her down. So I went into my car and I got her a water bottle and some Pringles. And I was like, hey, I need to know like who to call for you because mm -hmm. something is not okay. And I want to make sure that we have help. And she's like, um, I don't have a cell phone. Okay. Do you know an address of a relative? No. Where do you live? Silence. Mm. Can you, are you sure you can't give me any information about yourself? You have no phone numbers memorized? No. You don't have a wallet? No. And I forgot to mention, when I pull up in my car and he's trying to force her into his vehicle, she keeps trying to make a break for the mountains, oh. like run into the mountains to get away from him. Right. Uh, and I didn't really didn't want her to do that. So I was like, okay, how about this? How about you just sit down on my tailgate and you eat some chips and you drink some water and you think and think if you can come up with something. In the meantime, I'm going to go into my truck and I'm going to call and see if I can get you a ride which mm. means I'm going to call 911 because she really she had no idea where she was and I was afraid she was having a stroke. Right. So I get into my car and I call 911 and I'm like, hey, here's the situation. I explain it. I'm like, I don't want cops. She just needs an ambulance. And of course, they're going to send cops and not listen to you. Yeah, of course. I get off the phone with the 911 operator and I go back to my tailgate and I'm. it's really, really fucking windy and hot and dry and there's wind. And I was like, hey, how about you just come? You sit in my passenger seat and we'll like just talk and chat until your ride comes. I called you a ride. She's like, oh, OK, yeah, sounds good. I'm like trying to keep her occupied because I don't want her to see when the ambulance is coming up behind us. Right. Right. So I like had pulled my car in such a way that like the my tailgate would be facing the road so that she wouldn't see. So I'm like keeping her busy and talking to her and she's not making a ton of sense jumping from topic to topic, like saying things that like clearly aren't true. And then I see the ambulance coming up behind me. The paramedics come. Like you said, they sent two police officers. So the police are talking to me. I gave them the information about the guy. They were able to look up the guy in their system. He is somebody who has been... Um, arrested multiple times for like domestic violence and things like that. As I'm talking to the cops, as the paramedics are talking to the lady, she has a seizure <gasps> in my car. 
and they're like okay all right we're gonna take her away so they take her away the cop was just like I can't believe that like you called us because most people would have just let her run into the mountains and then we would be coming out like in a few months during like lemon harvest finding a body Ugh, like yeah. would have never found her nobody would have ever known because this clearly nobody else gave a shit except yeah. for the supervisor that called me and me nobody else cared right. I just can't believe it like yeah. the other supervisor of the company was just like watching some lady wander around in like mm-hmm. the heat and wind and it's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is a crazy story. Well, I'm glad she got help, hopefully, whatever. Yeah. How traumatic, though. I mean, for, for her, obviously, but yeah. for you, too. Well, I am I feel, like, fine about it. I just feel, like, sad. I just yeah. feel like that's, like, at the beginning, like, when it first happened, it's like you're kind of, I don't know, maybe it's a defense mechanism. You're like, that was weird. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, that was weird. Like, this is just a thing that happens sometimes, yeah. I guess. And then now, like, thinking more about it, I'm like, that's, that's like, really sad that nobody, yeah. that they were saying that people don't normally call and then they find bodies, like, in the mountains. That is really sad. Like, yeah. that's fucked. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it kind of reminded me last week when you were telling me your story of, like, these two girls crawling on the ground and how, like, you did the right thing and informed somebody. I It, like, reminded me yeah. of this situation because... It's crazy to me that like we live in a society where like people just like don't say anything. I know. People and just I, ignore. Yeah. Like I kind of get it. Like you don't want to call the cops on somebody and like ruin their life. Yeah. But at the especially same time, if there's like they're reacting unfavorably to that and you think perhaps this person's like going to get in trouble with the cops. Right. Or I'm glad that you like got crazy and on that person i can't picture you speaking to anyone that way that's like during work like i've seen Alyssa describe situations that like totally deserved a like what the fuck are you doing here but she's like oh um you're gonna have to leave now because this is like not this is like rule violating rule number 29 that says you know what i mean like there's and I, the only reason why I was rude to him is because he's it's not an employee you. that like works at the company I work for. Right. If it was someone that like was at the same company, I would ha- have handled it much differently. Right. She's telling me she doesn't feel safe. You're trying to force her into your car. Yeah. You don't even know her name. You right. brought her here and then locked her out while you were working. It's midday. They start at like 7 a.m. Why would he bring her there? I don't know. Or, or maybe like there's just no logic because he was fucked up. That's definitely a personal haunting. Well, I think it's good to share things like that because I think like you said, a lot of times we don't want, we don't know what the right thing to do is. And, you know, sometimes hearing stories like that and like the story that I told last week will make someone be like, oh, this is a scary situation, but I've heard of a way that someone handled this and perhaps that's what I should do too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you feel in your gut that something's wrong and that's how I felt in that moment I felt like she needed medical attention and I'm not a medical professional but you know you know when something's wrong trust your gut yeah you know I feel like it's rarely it's rarely incorrect right no I, I definitely think it's like intuition for yeah. sure well good job Alyssa thank you yeah. yeah hopefully I hope she's doing well now um I don't know I don't know how good our resources are in right. that county that I was in but I hope I hope everything's well, going better well than dead. So that was the alternative. Yeah. So I hope that guy fucking steps on Legos for the rest of his life barefoot <laughs> because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And I don't want to wish death on someone because that's <laughs> fucked up. But I hope he's just inconvenienced in a, in a neck, like in a painful way for the rest of his life. <laughs>
<laughs> this is a story that I've been wanting to talk about for a really long time. We have heard instances of this happening for a really long time, and I'm really excited to talk about it with you. I'm pumped. However, it is creepy as fuck. I will say that. Okay. Well, you know what? I think it's the perfect change of pace because we no. need a fucking palate cleanser right. after the horrors of reality. Right. No, this is going to be a real palate cleanser. Okay. I'm ready. Talents. We all have them. Some of us appear to be more gifted than others, and some of us make up for talent with hard work. However, what if you had a hidden talent that not even you knew about? A talent within you that was with you when you were born. A gift that was so extraordinary, it had to be hidden from you in order to protect you from it. If you were to develop this talent, it could mean death and destruction for everyone around you. As a child, you were brainwashed to believe you had no gift at all. The hidden talent I'm referencing is the sixth sense, the ability to see and speak with spirits. Mediums will tell you that they've always had their abilities and oftentimes were alienated from society at a young age because their gifts scared other children and adults. Today's episode is a storybook of events that will make you question everything you know. We will hear from children who speak to ghosts. We'll hear from those children's parents, from teenagers who solve cases with their ability to sense the dead, and little girls who are visited nightly in their dreams by the Grim Reaper. Oh, shit. Whether or not you believe is up to you. Buckle the fuck up. Because we're going to talk about children who speak with spirits. No, dude, fuck that. Oftentimes, children and people close to death see things others cannot as they are closer to what we call the veil. Ghosts and spirits also appear more when we're experiencing great times of stress and change in our life. So this would make sense that children who are growing up and learning to adjust to their growing bodies and places in society are more often visited by spirits. Okay. They're more like malleable, right? Like they're still forming into a full human. So right. yeah, that makes sense. They're more susceptible. So now I'm going to play you a video about a child who spoke with a ghost. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready, but also that scares me. That idea, because I've never seen a ghost, so that idea is very unnerving to me. We turn now to a family vacation that took a strange turn in California. They visited the same area where a missing woman was last seen. ABC's Andrea Fuji picks up the story from there. This morning, a California family's ghostly encounter could help solve a mystery. When the Gorba family went on a four-wheeling trip in the Sierra National Forest, their three-year-old son, Caden, started talking to someone who wasn't there. He was just in our car, and he was pointing out to a certain spot in the meadow. The family was at Shut Eye Peak, about 70 miles outside Fresno, when they stopped for lunch. Mom, Victoria, says Caden told them there was a woman close by. I got goosebumps. He says, she needs our help, but she's dead. And she, um, she's laying face down with her legs up, and 
She can't talk to me, but she's over there. We need to go help her. He describes down to blue hair. He said she has a black shirt, blue jeans, and blue hair, Mom. Caden's parents checked out the meadow, but saw nothing. He kept saying, trust me, trust me, Mom. And I was like, I trust you, bud. You know, I believe you 100%. Creeped out, the Gorbas said they headed back home. Caden's mom then posted their experience on social media. And that's when the Madera County Sheriff's Department reached out for more information. Turns out a woman went missing just over a year ago within five miles of where they were. A woman with a black shirt and blue hair. Detectives say Caden's description matched that of 53-year-old Sandra Hughes, who went missing in June 2020 after going camping alone. Caden was able to identify three out of four pictures of her. Detectives went back to the meadow with the Gorba family to investigate and so far found nothing but the case remains open. If she was possibly a ghost looking for some help I hope that he could have at least helped and maybe helped the family find her. I can't believe that the child described even the fact that she had blue hair. I mean you could maybe make an argument if all he said was oh she's you know she's wearing jeans and a t-shirt and she's right. laying down like okay all of us do that when we go camping right? yeah we all wear jeans and a t-shirt but the fact that he knew the color of her shirt the color mm -hmm. of her hair yeah and it matched that lady that's crazy it's crazy right that's um, spooky we're gonna hear more crazy instances but first i wanted to read this article by dr kim periano who is a published author speaker intuitive healer innovator and teacher of integrative cosmetic facial acupuncture. In an article for TheEveryMom.com, Dr. Periano says, Kids are more susceptible to ghost sightings because they have a much greater sense of awareness than most adults. This leaves them subject to picking up on energies and events that go by unnoticed by most. We tend to have a belief that because our children cannot always communicate their thoughts, that they are unaware or unconscious of what's going on around them. This is anything but the case. In an effort to test this theory, the author of that article that I was just reading on everymom.com asked for stories from other mothers who had children that interacted with spirits, and the results were astounding. Here are some of those stories. There are more if you want to go to that page. I'm leaving the sources in the show notes. My son was around two at the time. We were driving past the cemetery when he said, Look, Mama, dead people. Yes, darling, I responded. Kids, he continued. And sure enough, we were passing by the children's section of the graveyard. Curious, I asked if the kids were happy or sad. Happy, Mama, he said. They're running around that daddy. All I saw was a man standing alone with his head dropped. It warmed my heart. Well, that's cute. Like a man came to visit his children's grave and the souls of his children were like happy and right. trying to like play with him. Right. But she was thinking he was just saying dead people because he was looking at the cemetery and right. like, knew that like that's where dead people were. Right. right. Yeah. No, actually, he was seeing the spirits. We bought our current house from a man who was married for 40 plus years. His wife passed away a couple of years before we bought the house. One evening, while tucking my two and a half year old into bed, he said, Mama, night night to the grandma, while pointing to the hallway between his oh, room and mine. No. What was her room back then? <gasps> <gasps> 
When we moved into our house, Leo, my son, two and a half, was seeing a ghost. He would say ghost and point to the dining room table. One day I mentioned Mr. Hutchinson to someone while giving a history of the house. And Leo said, Mr. Hutchinson, my ghost friend? We confirmed with a house cleanser that someone attached to the home, like a grandfather figure was here and attracted to Leo's light and innocence. No. We've had our house cleansed twice since. And it won't fucking leave? Uh, that's uh, yeah we need to know more that was from amy f mom of two amy, amy f let us know if you stumble upon this podcast send us a listener email let's get hauntedpod at gmail.com my then four-year-old would tell me about a little girl who wanted to play with her she apparently wanted to play all hours of the day and night when i was able to sort out what was up with my daughter in the middle of the night I left this little ghost some toys in an upstairs closet so she could play by herself. She had a stuffed lamb and a stuffed duck, and I used to find them moved most mornings. The four-year-old shared a room with her sibling, so I know it wasn't her moving the toys. So creepy. I don't like it. Last one. My husband's father passed away several years before my son was born. He died from the flu, and my husband had always felt guilty because he had been the one to share the sickness with him. We never talked to our son about his grandpa, but one morning he woke and said point blank, Daddy, Papa Don wanted me to tell you he's doing fine. We asked him to describe his grandpa, and he did so to a T, despite never having seen a photo of his grandfather. He said he was standing by a fast car, with a cloud of smoke around him. This made perfect sense because my father-in-law raced sports cars and smoked heavily all his life. Oh my God. How creepy is that? That's super fucking creepy. So this next video I'm going to show you is from season one of the A&E series called Psychic Kids. Have you ever seen this? What? No, they have a whole show surrounding this phenomenon. So this show is like 10 years old, more than that, like more than 10 years old. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I've never and, heard of that. And there's so it's like a literally a goldmine of these stories. I just took a few. Like if you want to know more about this phenomena, then you should definitely look into that series. But this is from season one. Okay. So... Basically, this video is of an eight-year-old girl who's named Faith, and she has trouble sleeping at night. Faith says that she hears loud tapping on the window. When Faith goes to the window, she hears a voice, sometimes voices. The voices tell her things that nobody else can hear. She believes the voices are coming from a ghost she calls Freddy. She draws Freddy as a blob with large red eyes. Nope. Mm -mm. At that point, that's where you give the child up for adoption. Here here is a clip of that episode. Freddy usually taps on the window that just a little, just a little light, little tap. Um, Nobody else can hear it. Freddy is a little boy that Faith talks to almost on a daily basis. She says he's a ghost. Freddy died in 1886. His mother actually killed him. Freddy actually tells me this. He wants me to help him. He's telling me so I can know something, so I can help. Okay, so this is Freddy when he's mad, you said? Yeah. When have you seen Freddy look like this? Like when he's upset with his mom? Yeah. 
whenever his mom finds out that Freddie's talking to me or anything, then he will get really in trouble. She's scared of his mom. Once somebody pushed me off the bed, it was Freddie's mom, and I went like this. They start shaking. So the people that host the show are like mediums. So they talk with the children and try to communicate with the spirit as well. So I'm gonna let you watch a little clip of that. Lisa conducted some research and found a document that's pretty intense. It's a census from the year 1880. We found Freddy. Freddy is real and not a figment of your imagination. He was born about 1872. I think. Catherine is a mom. Catherine is listed on the sheet as his mother. And she gave another name. She looks kind of familiar to me, Sarah. There's a Sarah listed on the sheet. Sarah was sort of an older caretaker. Catherine was his mother. We didn't see anything saying that Freddie was killed by his mother, Catherine, but finding these facts is profound validation and proves that Freddie and his mother are real. I'd like to dim the lights in the room a bit. We're calling Catherine. Catherine, Freddie's mother, we'd like you to join us here. Don't run. Don't hide. She's avoiding. Come forward, Catherine. Don't be a coward. I thought somebody just touched right here. Oh my God. She's here. Come forward, Catherine. Don't be a coward. Well, that was terrifying. And the whole time I was watching that, I was just looking around the room because I keep thinking I'm hearing people in other parts of the office. Yeah, I know that. Out. That was super haunted. I'm scared. I also thought it was really funny that he's like, don't be a coward. As, look, right? Like as if this ghost gives a shit, as if this ghost that murdered <laughs> her own son gives a fuck. Right. Don't be a coward, Alyssa. Tell us what you think of that video. <laughs> well, I'm fucking scared. And now I am a coward. And I'm glad that we're walking each other to our cars. Did you park next to me? I parked behind you. Thank, yeah. thank fuck. In another clip from the same show, we meet Callie, a nine-year-old who sees spirits. She sees shadows in her dreams and a spirit she calls the caretaker hmm. that predicts death. It's kind of scary because... I can just feel a bad energy. Haley has always been able to tell me that she knew when people were going to pass away. In her dreams, a shadow would pass through her dream. I saw a six-foot man, and he was wearing a black suit. I couldn't tell what his face looked like. When I see the caretaker, that's a sign that someone is going to pass away. He will take the soul to heaven or letter rot in the ground that's where that's where hell is no other place it just felt like he was sucking life out of my aunt she passed over me like a shadow i knew what she was going through at that point because i felt like i was going to die three days after kaylee seen this caretaker her aunt um, passed away so it was very hard on her and she was sick for several days after and couldn't go to school. It takes her about two to three days to recover. She has a blood disorder already, and seeing negative things takes so much of her energy that it just drains her. By the rocks, you can see a figure watching us. Let's get out of here! Somebody's gonna have to go! You go! What does it look like? It's watching us! Watch out! I'm scared! Do you know where it was at? 
You want to walk over? Will you go with me? Where? Show me exactly. I'm going with you. It was right by the trailer, right there. That wagon? Right there, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I felt the energy yeah. when I walked up here. So I really believe you're telling me the truth. Bottom line is this. We experienced something that we really do feel could have been a paranormal experience. You were scared out of your mind by what you saw initially. And parents, it will not always be this way. As they grow and learn, their fears will lessen. I am really proud of all of you for taking on this challenge and facing those fears. Well, that was also scary as fuck. I didn't like the way she said, and by I didn't like, I mean I'm creeped the fuck out. When, she's, when the little girl says, the caretaker either takes you to heaven or lets you rot in the ground because that's what hell is and there's nothing else. That was the creepiest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. When I first heard that, I wondered if perhaps like the family was like evangelical Christians or something and she'd like heard that sort of terminology from someone else. I don't think so because evangelical Christians believe in hell like as a place where you like suffer for all of eternity and the little that's what freaked me out is the little girl was like you either rot in the ground and like there's nothing else after d death or you get to go to heaven and live on. Oh, right. So she That's was saying hell is like the dirt. Is like ceasing to exist and just you just rot. Your body just rots. Oh, well, that's better than hell, right? I don't. I mean, I, yeah, oh, here's but an still. existential question for you. Would you rather go to hell or cease to exist? Bro, why do you <laughs> do this to me? I would I would obviously rather cease to exist than suffer for the rest of my life. But I am personally hoping for reincarnation, which I think we've talked about on this show before. Maybe not. But that's right. what I'm hoping for. I don't want to cease to exist. And I also I don't know, man, I'm just hoping for reincarnation. You I guys, just want to keep living. I'm interested in what you guys think. Would you rather go to hell or cease to exist no, if those I'm, were your two oh options. God. Don't even put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I don't <laughs> want to experience either of those things. Dalton is a 15-year-old who solved a missing person's case with his psychic abilities. This is the last video for a second because I know you can't take too much more. It's like too scary. It's very, very scary and I'm sweating profusely this from my palms. This is um, an emo teen, I will say. So trigger warning if you're emo. <laughs> My name is Dalton, and I have the ability to see spirits. I can feel their emotions, and sometimes they don't know that they're dead. I think that they're angry with me, and I don't know why. You never know when it's going to happen, and it scares me. My abilities affect me every day. I get, like, just random feelings of, like, people's emotions around me, and, like, you have to sort your emotions out and theirs. Can you lead me to a presence right now if I asked you to? Yeah, I can. Where would it be? Just point. I was skeptical, but... The more he was telling me, the more he was turning out to be right. There was a boy in the community that came up missing for seven years and nobody could find him. We were trout fishing with me, my dad, and my friend. Then, like, all of a sudden, they got like this overwhelming sense that made me feel nervous, scared at the same time. I started getting flashes in my head a blue truck, a kid in the truck. He became very withdrawn, very quiet. Uh, his eyes started watering. When I asked him why, he had said that that boy's body was down there, un right directly underneath him. He said, he's here. He just rambled on, giving me facts, telling me the position of the truck, telling me the position of the boy, telling me the condition of the boy. And then two weeks later, they pulled him out. Ashley, what are you feeling? Scary type of feeling, like something's watching you. 
Exactly. What do you feel? Scared, like she's like standing right here. Do you feel that she is evil or mean or trying to harm you? No. Sometimes just knowing that they're here makes me scared. Can you feel or detect anything about who this person is? Let them tell you. Oh, God, my eyes are watering now. I'm shaky. She's a nurse that used to sleep in this room. Nurses would live here. They shared rooms. So you feel it's definite spirit energy? Yeah. Like, right here, it feels like my sinuses are acting up, but they're not. What's her name? Can you pick that up? No, I just know she's not that old. She's very young. I'm actually sweating, really. Okay, you're okay. Separate yourself if you can. More of the spirit and less of you. The camera work for all ghost shows is so funny to me because you know it's just some guy that doesn't believe in ghosts who's like, this is just my job, and he's just like swerving the cameras all over the place to make it look scary. I mean, that's pretty amazing that that kid was just fishing right, and then solved a missing person's case. I know. It kind of makes you wonder if he did it, but I don't think I he mean, did. I mean, they said he did it, right? Oh, 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 sorry. I thought you meant that he solved it. No, he definitely didn't do it because he could he drive a blue truck? <laughs> I don't know. He looked young. Was he no, able to? No. And the kid was missing for two, seven years. The kid was missing for seven years. So he would have been like eight. Yeah. So he for sure didn't do it. Right. Yeah. An eight-year-old can't reach the gas pedal. I wonder if he, while fishing, was able to catch a glimpse of the blue truck underneath him at all. <gasps> because remember in the Lake Lanier episode oh, where that guy was that guy was fishing and then he like his boat went by what was clearly like a uh, truck in the and, water and, and there was a, a body yeah. like in there driving yeah. like in the seatbelt. Yeah. So scary. So creepy. All of these stories, these children have this ability that sort of seems nonsensical, especially with the younger ones. Like they're just saying nonsense. But then those mediums that work on the show and the producers do some research and are able to bring up like, oh, actually there was a boy named Freddie with a mother, Catherine here. And there was like their friend, Sarah or whatever, you know, like yeah. these names aren't just coming out of thin air and then with the boy from the beginning who was able to see an image of the woman with the shirt and the blue hair who had gone missing and Dalton's able to know that there's some little boy who's missing there it's crazy freaky yeah it is it's really freaky in a paranormal parenting mommy blog article which I I get like what so you know what a mommy blog is yeah Now, picture that, but it's it's also a paranormal parenting incredible, blog. Incredible. Can't wait to pick up some good tips. In the Paranormal Parenting Mommy blog article entitled, Your Child Can Probably See Ghosts, and I'm Not Kidding, for ScaryMommy.com. ScaryMommy.com? Yeah. All right, go on. By Mary Catherine, published in 2020 of this year. The author writes. In 2020 of this year. 2020 was two years ago. Oh, even scarier. It was a Thursday night, the first time it happened. My family and I were all eating dinner in the den and watching whatever Disney movie was free on Netflix at the time. My two-year-old son stood up from his perch on our indoor picnic blanket and crossed the room to cuddle up in my lap. Hey, baby, I whispered. Mommy, Nugget whispered. I think our little girl is sad. 
I placed my hand over the place in my stomach where his little sister was growing inside me. We were just now beginning to explain the concept that the bump in mommy's tummy was an actual human whom he would soon be able to hold and even play with. Aw, baby, little sister isn't sad. She's happy. She's super happy because she has such an amazing big brother like you. My son shook his head gently. No, mama, not little sister. Honey, then which little girl is sad? Without missing a beat, he responded, The little girl who sleeps in our house. Ben raised his finger, pointed behind the chair in which my husband sat, and added, Right there with the red eyes. I was inspired to do a little research on my 100-year-old home. And, wouldn't you know, there was once a little girl that lived here in the 1900s. Behind you. I'm behind you. My son continued to have sightings of our little red-eyed girl, whom he affectionately dubbed Night Night Angel. Don't be scared. I just want to play a game with you. I am right behind you. After the birth of our daughter, the night-night angel seemingly disappeared. Ooh. Okay, I have a theory. Yes. Night-night angel's soul went into the fetus of that no. baby. And that's why when the child was born, night-night angel disappeared. Because it's now inside the body of the baby sister. That is so scary. That's Do not like that at all. I think perhaps that the soul was maybe like interested in the baby like this, like, you know, because yeah. they're so close to the veil or whatever. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Or maybe the little girl was like the ghost of the little girl was like, oh, there's no more room for me here because now there's an, a, like a, another little girl in the house. I got to find somewhere else to haunt. Right. And be fucking haunted at. So there is an explanation by another psychic medium named Bonnie Page who has some insight into why children are able to talk to spirits or the phenomena we are exploring. Exploring. Thank Got you it. very much. Yeah. Bonnie Page is a psychic medium, Reiki master, and a spiritual life coach with a column she writes in for the Daily Sun. A woman named April asks a question in her column, which Bonnie answered in November of 19, in November 19th, in November, in the 19th of November, 2020. The question reads, Dear Bonnie, I believe I have a child who sees angels and spirits. My son is always looking into the air and laughing as he seems to be entertained. Do you believe children can see spirits or loved ones? April. Bonnie responds, Dear April, I do believe children can see into the spiritual world. Up until the age of seven, children are more connected to heaven as they have just come from this beautiful place of angels and God. Hmm. When they start school, they begin to work with the left side of the brain and begin to shut off their creative right-handed side of the brain, the place of creativity and imagination, magic and wonder. The left side of the brain seems to take precedence when math and science is taught. I know for myself, I was not very good in these subjects, but didn't understand why until I learned what each side of the brain is responsible for. 
lots of sensitive or psychic children have troubles in this area during their school years. The word psychic comes from the Greek word psychos, meaning of the soul. What this means is that as spiritual souls, we are able to access and receive information that is beyond our physical body and our five senses. When I was just a young girl, around the age of five, my mother would send me out to play. I grew up in the very rural town of Fitzwilliam. It was just my mother and me, as we had no neighbors. I had a touch of asthma. Doctor thought it was a good idea that I get some fresh air every day to build up my lungs. So as my mom watched out of the front windows, I would go outside near the front steps and play in the garden. Although my mom wasn't far, I was still a little leery of being outside alone. Soon, I began to look forward to these daily events as a young girl around the same age as myself started to join me. <laughs> I didn't ask any questions. I just felt the peace of knowing she was beside me playing in the garden. She was a cute girl with dark hair and bangs going straight across her forehead. Her face was always glowing and smiling. She became my best friend and I no longer felt lonely or alone. This little girl turned out to be very special. This little girl was of the spirit world. The house that I grew up in was a historical one-room schoolhouse that my father purchased for my mom. It even had outside bathrooms, or outhouses as they were called. My dad made rooms in the open schoolhouse and, of course, an inside bathroom. The children's energy remained in the framework and throughout the house and outside where children would play. One day, when I was much older, my sister and I were having a cup of tea when I started to reminisce about my spiritual friend. When my sister announced she was my friend first, and my mother replied, oh, the little girl with the dark hair? She's been here for years. What the fuck? We had all witnessed and been a part of this little girl's life in the spirit side of her life. Do you have a sensitive child? If your child seems to be entertained in his high chair, laughing and cooing while looking up or around, he could be seeing grandparents who have passed or angels. Is your child highly sensitive or seems to sense how others are feeling or what they're going through? Is your child creative or seems to have an imaginary friend they play with? Does your child have trouble sleeping without a light on or have vivid dreams? Does your child see faces as they fall asleep? If your child seems older beyond his years, asking thought-provoking questions or talking about things they couldn't possibly know about, he might be connecting to the spiritual world. My son at the age of two would tell me all about the Civil War and who was coming to visit. If your child has unusual things happening that you don't understand, be supportive as there is nothing to fear. Highly sensitive children are born with a knowing of the other side. Read books about psychic children so you'll know how to answer their questions or have a conversation with them about what they're experiencing. 
I was born with this gift, and I would still call my mom for reassurance when I needed it. Being a psychic or a medium is a gift, but it's always better to know what to do with something so special. Don't push your child's knowing away, but nurture her soul as she continues her spiritual journey on this earth's plane. If you would like to ask Bonnie a question for her column, you can email her at bonniepagemedium.com. What do you think of that article by that medium, Bonnie? I don't know. I'm like sitting here thinking about it. I don't know what I would do if I were seeing a ghost. I suppose it's different for children, right? Like if you're a child and you've that's been happening to you your entire life, mm-hmm. you probably don't even give it a second thought. You're just like, oh, there's like a spirit in my room. Right. You know, but for me, that idea is very, very scary. And it also makes me think of when I was little and I'm thinking like, have I ever seen faces? Like that part was like as I'm falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And I do remember having a recurring nightmare for many, many years when, when I was little about being at my grandma's house and walking to through her backyard to where the gate was on the fence and just a face being in the gate no and the face like talking to me what and i remember it being very very scary it was like a green face like a weird like green i don't even know like mask of a face just melted into that gate and i i would have that dream like it was a recurring dream throughout most of elementary school and then it just kind of stopped yeah, I think that was a ghost. Do you think that was a ghost? I mean, it sounds like it was a ghost. Maybe if you had been nurtured, maybe if Bonnie was your mother, they would be like, no, no, no go talk to that Bonnie's face. way too fucking haunted for me. <laughs> I don't want to ever talk to that face. I just remember being like in my dream, I would see the face mm-hmm. next to the fence and then I would just immediately try to get away. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty scary. Yeah. I'm picturing like um the tin man from uh the wizard of oz oh sort of like that kind of face where it's like not not uh far off not far off right where it's like kind of like painted into the surroundings sort of i kind of i don't really know how to describe it other than like you know those um like the phantom of the opera mask right yes but like a full like a hockey mask i guess but like with a mouth instead of those holes and it's just like melted into the fence and it was greenish and it could talk to you. And it you. was scary as shit. See, I feel like Bonnie as a mother would be like exposure therapy, right? She'd be like, nope, right. we're going to go look at that fence yeah. right now and face your fear and talk to the face and figure out what it wants. And I am a uh, very avoidant. It's so I would like not want to do that. So, you know, in Snow White where they like look into the mirror and the mirror talks to yes. them. Is it kind of like that? Yeah. Except for instead of flat on the top, like that face rounded. was flat on the top. It was rounded interesting maybe we can put that in the photo dump if you don't have enough photos for this dump yes so now i'm gonna play you an interview with my friend who i was speaking with about having this podcast and as you guys know as soon as you say you have a paranormal podcast people are like let me tell you my story which we love which we love email us w no you can email us (laughs) at let's get haunted pod no, what is our email? Le- uh, let's, ooh, uh, everything's scary right now. I keep right. hearing noises in I the know. background like there's a ghost in the room and I don't like it. It's letsgethauntedpod at gmail.com. Yes, please email us your story if you have them. So she started telling me because I was at her house and we're, you know, kind of bonding because she has some young children and I have a young baby and we we're just talking and then she heard that I had this paranormal podcast and she was like, 
you want to see something creepy. I was like, what? And she was like, so I basically found this footage on our like nest cam, like our no. nursery cam. No, no. Of my no. youngest son, like having conversations with someone who's no. not there in the middle of the night. I'm literally going to cry. We've been at this home almost two years. He will be three years old in June. When he was, you know, just a baby, when he couldn't really talk yet, he would wake up and start laughing like a belly laugh. Didn't think really much of it. But when we moved to this house and he started actually talking and everything, that's when it was really odd. And I started really paying attention. There was probably like eight months that I'd never recorded. I was like, I wish I could, because I could refer back to it. He would say certain things like, no, please don't move my pillow. And this is when he was in his crib. So I can't see inside of his crib. But all I could see is him sitting up and I could see the glare of his eyes open. His eyes were completely open. First, it would be just jabbling like blah, 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 blah. And then it would randomly be like, no, I went to Eli's house today. He would just be kind of mumbling, but then it would a clear sentence. And then he would be quiet and then say, no, yesterday. It was actually happening a lot, almost every night. As his vocabulary kind of matured and he was talking more, he'd wake up and I remember he said, no, don't take my pillow. I was like, what the fuck? Who's in there? And he'd say, you're funny. You're funny. And then he'd start laughing. He would say answers to things like, oh, no, not mommy. Mommy does that. Only mommy does that. I tried to like sneak in there because he would, had been awake already talking. Mm -hmm. And I opened the door and I said, hi, baby. I go, who are you talking to? And he said, nobody, mommy. And I go, no, you were talking to somebody. I go, is it a boy? He's like, no. Is she like mommy? No. And I go, is it a little girl? And he's like, yeah. And he kind of like didn't know the answer to that. He goes, she's right there, mommy, behind the door. Is she there right now? And he was like, no, she doesn't like mommy to see her. Oh, I go, is she nice? And he's like, yes, mommy, yeah, she's nice. I go, okay. And I go, so she goes in your crib? And he goes, yeah, she sits in the crib with me. What's your friend's name? And he said, Beth. We don't have a Beth in our family. He doesn't know a Beth. I don't say Beth. He's never heard that name before. No TV shows, nothing. Who the hell is Beth? There's no Beth. There's no Elizabeth, there's nothing. I, I don't know. And I even looked up our house that we're living in. I looked up if there was like crazy shit in our house, nothing. I also don't know if I did it correctly. I'm sure there's other ways to look it up. But anyway, I kept asking, I go, but is she nice? And he was like, yes, mommy, she's nice. So I was like, okay, so it's not like scaring him. And then at nighttime, it happens around 1.30 in the morning. I have a million recordings of him full-on conversations that would go on for like an hour and I'd always ask him the next morning who were you talking to last night nobody nobody mommy nobody his brother 
always says like the next morning, Ace woke me up mama last night again. He kept waking up because he was talking and laughing. So when my other son was younger, nothing like that at all. He is four. When we moved into this house, we were driving home, we're about to pull into our driveway. And he randomly said, mommy, Ricky's waiting for us at home out of nowhere and he had never had played pretend make-believe he's like he's waiting in the garage for us and i'm like who's ricky we don't have a ricky so we pulled into the house and he said yeah ricky's waiting for us and i said who is ricky and he said he's my friend mommy and i said have i ever met him and he said no mommy you can't see him why can't i see him and he said because he always hides when you come in I didn't even entertain the conversation, didn't talk about it again, and I told Jesse, my husband, later on, didn't bring it back up. The kids don't watch anything with ghosts or like make-believe. I know kids have imaginary friends, like I know that stuff. It was random because it came out of nowhere and we were literally about to pull into our driveway and he said, oh, Ricky's waiting for us. Now it's been a year later, Ricky is still very much around. One day I was like, what does Ricky look like? Boy or girl? He's like, no, he's like daddy. I was like, oh, he's older. How old is he? And he said, 38. What color hair does he have? Green. I'm like, that's cool. What color is his eyes? Blue. Blue mommy. Whatever. Weeks would pass. Nothing about Ricky. And then he'd say, oh, mommy, Ricky came over last night. And I'm like, when? When I was sleeping, he comes into my room at night and I go, how he's like through the window is he nice he's like yeah mommy ricky's really nice where does ricky go where does he live and he pointed oh he lives over there he lives in the clouds mommy with dear god i've never talked about heaven hell afterlife any of that stuff with the kids at this point and when we pray at night like we're not a super religious family but we pray and we pray like we dear god thank you for today you know that's our prayer i've never said that god is in the clouds he lives in the clouds with dear god and i go does he have a family and he thought about it he was like no no mommy he doesn't have a family yesterday we were driving home and he said i was like okay now we have to turn here and he goes yeah mommy you always make a left here ricky always makes a right we always go right i go when do you go in the car with ricky he's like at nighttime mommy he's like at nighttime when you're sleeping you know, you're never supposed to leave with a stranger. He's like, no, mommy, it's Ricky, though. We lost our dog in November, and and I explained, you know, Beans is passing away. She's going to go to heaven, and she's going to cross over the rainbow. She'll always be in our hearts. And he said, Beans will be with Ricky and, and dear God. One of the things that I was reading about was saying that, like, this gift is something that runs in the family. Yes. So I, yeah. So I was wondering, do you, like, do you have any experience with mediumship or, oh, or like paranormal stuff? Yes. So when I was a kid, I was about eight years old. We lived in this house. Our downstairs neighbor, she had cancer. At the time, I didn't really know, understand what cancer was. And I didn't understand when you go through chemo, you lose your hair and all that. We had went and visited her. She was in like hospice and she had a towel, something covering her hair. I had no idea that she didn't have any hair or anything. She was alive, but she was sleeping, and, and that was the last time I did see her. 
shortly right after that. Went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I went to walk up to go back to the top bunk and I looked down, it was like a woman in a robe with a towel wrapped around her head and there was a teacup. There was steam coming off of the tea. I was looking and I was like, what? And I looked closer. She looked over at me and looked back down. The next morning, I told my mom right away. I said Sherry was downstairs drinking tea, but we knew she was in hospice. She was like, should we call a psychiatrist? And we went downstairs. There was a teacup there which nobody go, would go out there and drink tea. Like, like we had a Rottweiler, like that wouldn't be a place to go drink tea. When my mom saw the teacup, she called the husband and he said she passed away that day before. <gasps> there was nothing in the teacup at all. And it's like, who, where'd the teacup come from? Because I, I still don't know. Did she just look like a real person? It didn't look like ghostly at all? No, she did not look like a real person. I remember it was kind of more of like a bluish fuzz kind of like that typical like you would think like a ghost would look like right but it was the steam coming off of the teacup that was I, I I saw that it went from that to scary for me because I was in the bathroom one time after that had happened and in our bathroom we had a latch like a little latch lock it wasn't one that you actually locked the door with. I did not lock it because I was a kid. I literally went into the bathroom and closed the door to go to the yeah. bathroom. I hear like a whisper it was Kira, but it was a man's voice and it just said Kira two times and I'm like, huh? And I stood up and I went to open the door and the door would not open. It said Kira again a little louder. When I went to open and I screamed for my mom, it went Kira like a fucking <gasps> scary ass voice and I was screaming my head off trying to open the door and my mom came in and she just pushed the door open. she said what is going and I was fucking hysterical terrifying like I told my mom that and then she was like do you have to see a therapist my mom even thought she was like well why is there like a negative presence around you you know my grandma is religious and she's Christian she came and she blessed the house I was terrified she told me like a certain prayer to say and then my closet in that bedroom there was always a weird thing about that closet after that there had been times that I'd been walking by and I will never I seen real hand human hand like it was not a ghost hand it was a hand coming out of the closet just one hand, just and, one but it was a woman's hand and it had red nails. That, and that's the thing, that's like, I told my mom, I was like, no mom, it was it had red nails and they were, you know, this is back in what, 2000, I think, I don't know, whenever I was like seven, eight years old, they were pointy red nails, like shiny pointy red nails, like a nice hand. Scream, told my mom, and she was like, you'll close your closet, let's just close your closet. And then, so I started sleeping with my closet closed and I even put stuff on in front of my closet because I would get scared. That night, when I did that, the next morning, the closet was completely open. It kept happening and my mom was like, okay. Like, and then I'd sleep in my mom's room. She was like, you know what? Because my mom is like spiritual, same thing with her. Like she's kind yeah. of the same thing when she was younger too. She's like, let's leave the closet open. Maybe the closet, they just need the closet open. And I leave it in a crack. And when I leave it in a crack, nothing scary else ever happened to me.
I'm, I'm scared. I'm like crying. I'm sweating. I'm in the corner. I'm uncomfortable. I drink too much coffee. My heart is pounding. Natalia is going to kill me. <laughs> well, I can't. I don't. This makes me not want to have children, which is not like I've always wanted to have a child. Right. And then hearing these like fucking creepy ass stories, I'm like, maybe I'm not like mentally strong enough to handle a child. Not because I don't think I couldn't handle like it's obviously super fucking hard to raise a child. It's like probably the hardest thing on earth because you're like, how do I not fuck up this beautiful creature that I love so much? <laughs> yeah. But the idea of this beautiful creature that I love so much coming to me and being like, there's a little man in the corner of the room <laughs> under my bed. I'd be like, just yeet the child. Like, I can't do this. I'm right. not strong enough. Yeah. How crazy. That's insane. Is that those stories that's insane the teacup that story reminds me of the same feeling i got when we heard that listener story where the person saw like a demon or a ghost and then turned the light on and, and it was still there that's what that reminds me of it's the idea of being like okay you know, maybe I was mistaken. Maybe mm -hmm. I didn't see my neighbor drinking tea. And then you go outside and the fucking teacup is there. And the neighbor's been dead for several days or a week or whatever. Right. Like that, that to me is scarier than, because I will talk myself out of things. I'll be like, I didn't really see that. Or like, I'm not really in danger right now. But if, as soon as you see that thing, it just like, it like validates the scariest thing you can imagine. Right. Yeah. Not chill. So we're going to talk about the theories. Okay. I'll start with a the skeptic theory. So theory number one, a cycle of wanting to believe or a self-fulfilling prophecy. This theory is basically that parents who believe in or want to believe in the paranormal are looking for paranormal activity in their lives. And if a child is playing make-believe with an imaginary friend, the parent who wants to believe in the paranormal activity will react to that event as a significant event. The child will take in that extra attention around the perceived significant event and will continue to say and do things that win the child extra attention and affection. Furthermore, families that talk about the supernatural or paranormal around children will encourage the children to parrot back what they hear and then parents assume that their child sees ghosts because they're parroting the beliefs that are in the house and it's like a cycle of, of self-fulfilling prophecy. I I think that that's probably true in some of the cases. Right. You know, children just want to please their parents. They yeah. just want you to like love them and approve of them. So if your mom is constantly talking about ghosts, like you want to join in, obviously. Right. And that also reminds me a lot of Munchausen by proxy, which is a mental disorder where parents will impose unnecessary medical procedures and visits onto their children because they're convinced they have an illness. Mm. And... It's a, it's a legitimate mental illness. And we actually, I know somebody who, um, who, whose mother had Munchausen by proxy when she was little and it's super traumatic. And like the child will think that they're sick, right? Like right. You, you end up, it's crazy what our minds can do. Or like the story of, I believe her name was Gypsy Rose, um, right. a few years ago who ended like up killing her mom because yeah. her mom had been doing that to her subjecting her to unnecessary medical treatments her entire life right so it kind of reminds me of that maybe it's like hauntings by proxy where mm -hmm. like as a parent you really really want your child to also have this gift that you have mm -hmm. 
And so you just like kind of impose that on them to the point where they start believing it. I could see it being real is what I'm saying, but I also think there are psychic children. Yeah. So a lot of the psychic mediums, um, articles that I was reading, that's like what to do if your child talks to ghosts. They were saying, you know, resist the urge to say that it's all fake. It's make believe or whatever that uh, because that closes children off to those possibilities Mm. and instead just talk about them like what they're seeing so if the kid's like oh yeah there's a man in the corner just be like oh what's the man in the corner doing you know like talk to them about it however if your kid's seeing fucking ghosts and you're encouraging it I don't know like at some point like maybe you just want to brainwash the gift away from them because it's scary did you ever have an imaginary friend as a child I did not um, I don't think so. I played a lot of make-believe games. Well, of course, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't have, like, a make-believe friend. That was boring. Like, I would be like, why am I going to, like, play with myself when I could, like, go get my neighbor to, like, totally. to play this game? Yeah. I was a very bossy child, though, and sometimes uh, parents, like, wouldn't let their children hang out with oh, me. Oh, really? Which was also <laughs> scarring because I think that I just came from, like, a... Uh, like a harsh loud family that's Mm. like just weird bossy and mean to each other and that's how it was so then like when someone would tell me like when someone's parents was like no you can't come play with um our daughter today because you made her cry because you're being bossy i would be like oh like they're just really misunderstanding me you know like i wasn't meaning to like be hurtful i just she's doing things wrong you know i was trying to help her to not be stupid kids kids are such little shits no matter which way it, it is right so the second theory is that children are liars so they're just lying and this seems true is i've had little girls tell me that i was pretty when we know this to be untrue oh my god and if you're thinking that that's not true and that i am pretty then let me offer some more facts to this theory i've also been told by multiple little boys that i was ugly so now whether or not i'm ugly or pretty it's like irrelevant the fact is that one of those children was lying that's right you can't be both okay yeah the children exaggerate children like to tell tall tales right you know yeah and it could be like a salem witch trial thing where like oh you know we're all kind of like jumping on what is this our new word social contagion yeah social contagion is what we learned about last yeah so like okay this little girl is saying that she sees a spirit over there and now she's getting to go on a tv show so i'm gonna do the same thing i totally think that that's a possibility now that theory could also apply to teenagers because as we know they're little shits too teenagers just have so many hormones coursing through their veins that it's like easy to just not believe anything cool they say because (laughs) you're like you're like can i really trust you like right i don't know yeah i agree believe teens when they tell you traumatic things but in terms of cool things i don't know man yeah yeah you might just want to be cool (laughs) (laughs) so the third one is that Children are open-minded and they create stories that aren't true, but they don't know that they aren't true because they're children and they're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All of these sound like pretty plausible. Like one of the child psychologists who was talking about like what to do when your children see ghosts was saying that children don't necessarily have like a grasp on what is real and what is not. They think in this like open format in their mind. Right. So they're like, oh yeah, bunnies coming through the ceiling. Makes sense to them. Yeah. Because they don't know how to communicate in the same way that we do. So maybe bunnies coming through the ceiling to them could just mean I learned the word ceiling. Totally. And now I want to use it. I, I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I just learned this really cool word. Let me use it right. over and over again. Right. Even though I don't know what it means. Yeah. 
The fourth theory is that this could be some type of mental illness manifested where the children are hearing and seeing things that don't exist, like some mm-hmm. sort of hallucinations or like schizophrenia or yeah. like it's something like that. Yeah, auditory and visual hallucinations. I've talked about this on the show before, but you don't need a mental illness to have that happen to you. You can also just have a really high fever. I used mm-hmm. to get super high fevers all the time growing up, 104, 105, and you fucking think that shit's happening that's not happening because your brain is becoming scrambled because it's (gasps) overheating. Okay, not to gaslight you, but what if you were having reaction to spirit in the room you know how like mediums get sick like Mm -hmm. when like something's bad is happening they're like oh i feel like i'm gonna throw up like there's well it's like in that in paranormal games part two where we talked about the red book game right and remember that medium told our listener if you are sick or susceptible do not commune with spirits because they will take advantage of you so scary that's why i don't fuck with that shit even though we talk about it stuff that's creepy all the time like you i will, think you do fuck with that shit you pretty will, hard you will never catch me trying to cast a spell because that <laughs> shit will backfire on me 100 of the time i am not certain enough in myself right <laughs> so here's the non-skeptic theories number five children can see ghosts and spirits but society tells them that they can't And that's why adults think that children aren't seeing actual ghosts and spirits. This theory is basically saying that children have not been conditioned by society enough to know what is real and what is not. And as they grow older, children are taught to stop playing with their imaginary friends because it isn't real and it's socially unacceptable past a certain age. That closes children off from paranormal activity they experience. Furthermore, families who believe in the paranormal, as we've spoken about before, are accepting of their children playing with invisible friends and they don't try to limit those child's abilities. The child is allowed to grow without being told what they saw as a child was not real and they become adults who are psychic or able to communicate with the same spirits they could talk to as a child. However, children raised by families who don't believe in the paranormal have their psychic abilities stolen from them by Hmm. social conditioning being led to believe it's not real. Interesting. According to this guy who I read this theory about, children (laughs) who are told to stop playing with nothing is the reason why children stop believing that anything is possible and it's like really harmful to them. And like traumatic and detrimental. Right. They're like growth. I definitely think that children's imaginations need to be nurtured. And I'm not a parent. So like these topics are so hard for me to wrap my head around because I never want to like mom shame anyone's parenting style because I'm not in that position. But I definitely believe that, you know, children should be nurtured and their creativity should be encouraged. But also like you need to teach them manners and stuff, right? Right. Like so that they can function in society. So yeah, you need to teach them like how to read the room, you know, like, yeah, like social cues right like when is the time that you tell people you're psychic and when's the time that you like pretend that psychics are stupid so you can fit in yes (laughs) and this is why i don't like drinking because when i'm (laughs) drunk i cannot read the room and i will begin to say whatever the fuck feels right to me and it's almost always the wrong thing to say right i just i feel like i do that a lot i can read the room enough to tell that i've done something very wrong (laughs) but i don't damage right Yeah. yeah like i've done like serious damage exactly and then i'll spend like the rest of the time trying to like pick up the pieces and like make myself into the version that the other people like are safe with yeah yeah but i wish i could tell that before i say the things or do that's like okay so that's just like there's a there's a joke i think it's a john mulaney joke that like children are just drunk people like they're just super drunk right is 
is what they act like and it's true it's like right, they like, can't read social cues they just say there's bunnies in the ceiling yeah like i gotta go poop like, right they just throw up yeah they're like constantly like give me my milk exactly. they just like take naps wherever yeah yeah yes that is accurate or like mommy and daddy fought last night or whatever right. and it's like read the room you fucking yeah. idiot like, yeah <laughs> that's me drunk yes right so the next theory would just be that children are psychic they're closer to the veil you know because I want reincarnation to be what happens after death, that I believe sense. that children are more psychic than adults, right? Right. Unless you're just someone who has honed that craft into adulthood. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense to me because you're closer to your previous life, right? So yeah. the veil is thinner. Yeah. So I totally believe that. Yeah. I believe all these theories. I think that they can all be true at the same time. Right. Because not everyone is psychic. Of course not. I'm not psychic. Yeah. I refuse to be. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I'm not. And I, no one can make me. That's right. Yeah. 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 I think all of these theories are correct in different situations and that they're all correct simultaneously. According to this podcast, if you had a high score on the Ray contest, you're True. psychic, right? True. And my score was super low. Well, the only thing I saw during the Ray contest was my dog. And I don't <laughs> remember what that meant. I think it meant that like it just... Well, I think you're more psychic than I am then because I saw nothing. Yeah, but I choose to wall myself off to the <laughs> supernatural because I mentally cannot. <laughs> I cannot. If I had one more problem, Problem right now right like it would not be sick I also want to mention just because someone else is going to mention it it can be kind of fucked up I think to like encourage some of this behavior in your child yeah. it's a very hard thing to sort of manage in the one sense you don't want to create a reality for your child that isn't real that's going to set them up for failure yeah, in society yeah, yeah. also you don't want to scare them like if I told my parents like I'm afraid of the dark like you know there's scary things in the dark and they were just like yeah sometimes there is spirit world is real yeah. and there are demons in the you know what I mean right yeah that'd be f like that would fuck you up right exactly yeah. so yeah it is kind of a fragile thing and sometimes when I'm seeing the shows that are like like psychic children or whatever and the cameraman's like doing all those like crazy camera movements and it's like oh yeah where did you see it what yeah. are, you know and the little girls are like in the middle of a seance and they're like she's here with us like I'm like is this okay? I yeah, don't know. is this exploitative? I know, I know. Especially in one of those clips you showed me where the little girl's crying and she's like, I don't want to go back over where I saw the ghost. And the medium's like, well, we're fucking doing it. <laughs> right. Like grabs her by the hand and is like, we're going to go see the ghost. And it's right. like, come on, dude. Like she's traumatized. But maybe that's right because maybe, okay, so if you're the medium and you're going to spend the rest of your life seeing ghosts, maybe they need to teach the kids that see ghosts not to be afraid of them. I don't yeah. know. I'm not a medium. I'm not going to speak on their culture. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm not a mom, so I right. I, I don't want to parent shame or mom shame because that's fucked up and stupid. And I feel like women already have such a hard time in general, like navigating yeah. that space and the internet is not kind to mothers and not kind to women. I don't ever want to say like, that's right or that's wrong. And I agree with you. I think it's like just a super delicate topic and I don't know what the right way to deal with it is. I just have to hope that if I ever have a child one day, it's not psychic because I don't fucking know what to do. You can read the Scary Mommy blog. That's true. Yeah. Shout out Scary Mommy. Yeah, Paranormal Parenting Blogs. Hell yeah. I'm so glad that's a thing. That just brings me so much joy. I know. We're living in the golden age of life. Yeah. If there's paranormal parenting blogs. That's how you know, like, stuff may feel, like, pretty heavy sometimes, right. but we're living in a pretty cushy society if there's a paranormal mommy blog like if someone has the time and space 
to publish that. And thank God. And for thank it. God, you know? Scary thank Mommy. You. I'm here for it. I encourage right. you. Good for you. Yeah, if you want to do a collab with us, we would love to do that. Hit us up, Scary Mommy. So thank you for listening to that story, Allie. What did you think of it? Don't be a coward. (sighs) I'm a coward. It's really scary. Yeah, I guess my closing thoughts are just like, I definitely think there's people that exploit their children. That's a fact. Yeah. There's definitely people who are mentally ill that want to push some sort of Munchausen by proxy, haunting by proxy onto their children. I also, as someone who believes or wants to believe in reincarnation, I definitely think kids are closer to their previous life and therefore the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think all of them are true and valid. And who's, who's to fucking say, right? Who's to say, right? Definitely not us. We just report. We're a serious investigative journalism podcast bringing you the hard-hitting facts and ending with saying that we just don't know all right yeah well i'm gonna go ahead and say that we do know and that these children are psychic yeah fuck yeah yeah Yeah. that's right go ahead and do our sign off i can't think of anything because i'm just scared freddie there was the woman who had the, the little boy that had like a girl that slept in the house with the red eyes there was the the 15 year old emo goth yeah, but kid those are all like sad it's like brb gotta go find a missing <laughs> child uh brb gotta go start like a paranormal parenting yeah 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 oh yeah dating app yeah, yeah okay <laughs> for single parents who are paranormal <laughs> brb gotta go start my paranormal mommy blog yes bye, bye.